Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to the February 2017 CTSS quiz. I have 10 absolutely terrific cases to show you, speak about with you, and let's see if we all can get the right diagnosis. And without further ado, let's get started. This patient presented with chest pain. In fact, the patient had a plain chest x-ray which showed a widened mediastinum and there was a consideration for dissection or lymphoma. In fact, the, the uh, assumption was that the patient had large bulky nodes. If you look at the images from the axial view and then the coronal, you can see a markedly dilated esophagus with a large amount of food material within it and it runs the entire length of the esophagus down to literally the diaphragm to the GE junction. And when you have an appearance like this, is this a mediastinal abscess? Well, you know, at first glance you could think about that, but you realize you're dealing with the esophagus and it's in the esophagus. This is not esophagitis with reflux. I've seen bad reflux and you can see fluid in the esophagus, but not this food matter. Esophageal cancer can cause obstruction, obviously, which could have food matter above it, but I don't see a mass. Now, of course, you have the problem that you only have two images, but we don't see a mass. And this is a classic appearance for achalasia. The transition is at the GE junction, the esophagus is dilated, and it's filled with fluid and food. Just a beautiful example of achalasia, very classic. This AIDS patient presented with weight loss and abdominal pain, and in fact a palpable mass. What's the best diagnosis? Well, when you look at this, you see a large ulcerating mass in the left upper quadrant. The first thing I'm thinking about is this stomach, is this bowel, is this colon, or is it retroperitoneum? From the coronal view, it does not appear to arise from the stomach. It pushes on the spleen and displaces structures. Now, if you look at it, it's a large bulky tumor. The low density represents necrosis. It's not a colon cancer. The colon's not obstructed. And adenocarcinoma of the small bowel, there's really no increase in AIDS patients, but it's never this bulky. If this was a adenocarcinoma, the patient will be obstructed, and I've never seen an adenocarcinoma this large, and it's not a gastric tumor. We said that it's not an exophytic lesion, um, and the stomach simply pushed, though that would have been a thought. This is a very nice example, however, of a large ulcerating small bowel tumor. You can go through what could it be, adenocarcinoma, gist tumor, metastasis, large bulky tumor, you gotta be thinking about lymphoma, typically B-cell lymphoma, and the fact it's an HIV AIDS patient, uh, B-cell lymphoma is indeed going to be the best and the correct answer. In this case, I asked you for the most likely diagnosis, and I'm showing you a coronal image and a MIP image in coronal plane. Very nicely, you see a large vascular tumor involving the head and body of the pancreas. There are nodes present that are vascular. There's liver metastasis present. This is not going to be an adenocarcinoma of the pancreas. Obviously, that's hypodense. Lymphoma tends to be relatively hypodense. And this is not a gist tumor either. You can have gists of the duodenum, which can simulate pancreatic masses, but only small gists are vascular, and metastases from gists are typically not vascular. This is a classic neuroendocrine tumor of the pancreas. Both the primary and the metastasis are very vascular. Just a beautiful example on the arterial phase imaging. This patient has abdominal pain, 
and we were looking for a source. This is an excellent example of showing why the stomach needs to be distended. Look how nicely the stomach is distended with water, and on the greater curvature, you see a large, bulky, ulcerating mass, which extends through the gastric wall, and this is classic for a gastric carcinoma with ulceration. Could it be lymphoma? I guess, though lymphoma typically is not so focal. Could it be metastasis if this patient had melanoma? I guess theoretically that's possible. This is not gastritis, it's too focal. The best diagnosis is gastric carcinoma with ulceration, and unfortunately for this patient, the tumor has also spread into the perigastric tissues. This patient had a typical chest pain and was tiring early, and the question is, what's the best diagnosis? When you look at two sets of images, both are from sagittal projection, the first is a MIP, the second is volume rendering, and what you very nicely see is a break in the descending aorta past the left subclavian. You see large collaterals that extend into the posterior metastinum. And this is not a dissection and obviously is not an artifact and it's not a thrombus. This is a beautiful example of coarctation of the aorta. Classic location, classic appearance, dilated left subclavian artery, and large collaterals. Just a beautiful example in 3D. In this case, we look and say, what's that pancreatic mass? Well, when you look at the images, it's coming off the tail of the pancreas. It's cystic with solid components or solid nodules. That would be a very atypical appearance for adenocarcinoma. Sometimes we get adenocarcinoma that arises in an IPMN, from, but that's usually main duct IPMN. Mucinocystic neoplasm is indeed a possibility. Uh, location is good. They're usually cystic. I usually don't see mural nodules. Cirrhosis adenoma, cystic with nodules, doesn't have a good look. This was a spend tumor. Now, the one thing that really helps me is if you look at the coronal view, and again, remember, we have limited images here, just two and not 3,000 perhaps, but this calcification on the inferior border of the mass. When you see calcification of pancreatic mass, I'm always thinking about spend tumors. You can see central calcifications in a cirrhosis adenoma, peripheral in an IPMN perhaps, but this cluster of calcifications is most suggestive and in fact this was a beautiful spend tumor in this case. This patient presented with chest pain we were looking for a dissection, the aorta was normal, but look at the esophagus. The esophagus is thickened, particularly its distal half. Could this be simply esophagitis? Yes it could, particularly if the patient was immunosuppressed. This is not due to lack of distension. Could this be esophageal cancer? It's very long length, but you know, I couldn't exclude esophageal cancer. This ended up being a Barrett's esophagus with low-grade dysplasia. I think on CT or on swallowing studies, it's essentially impossible to distinguish a uh, esophagitis perhaps or Barrett's esophagus with early carcinoma. So this was a Barrett's esophagus. Just something to think about when you look at images. This is an interesting case. This patient was referred to us for a pancreatic tumor. And at first glance, you look quickly and you say, aha, neuroendocrine tumor of the pancreas. But then when you look at all the images, you recognize that the pancreas is displaced and the lesion is very vascular and the lesion is high in position. 
Now, it's not the adrenal gland. You might want to look at more images, but the epicenter is not adrenal. If it was adrenal, you would say pheochromocytoma. It's not metastatic renal cell because we have no history of renal cell carcinoma and the kidneys look fine. It's not from the duodenum. It's too high up. And this is a classic location, perirenal space, classic appearance of a paraganglioma. It's really an extra adrenal pheochromocytoma, which explains the vascularity. And this has been a good location, and we've seen patients present with this and be confused with pancreatic masses in a number of cases. This is an interesting case. This patient had known sarcoid and now had hemoptysis. We do a CT. You can see that the hilum are elevated. There's lots of inflammatory changes in the apex. But when you look at the left apex, you see what looks like a mass. And when you look at the coronal view, you see large vessels around the mass. You see air bubbles. You see inflammation. Yes, the patient has sarcoid. This is not going to be lung cancer, though. When you see a mass, you consider that. And it's not a vascular malformation. This is a beautiful case of invasive pulmonary aspergillosis in a patient with sarcoid. Cavitary lesion apices can often lead to hemorrhage, which was the event in this patient. Now, in this case, I asked for the least likely diagnosis. This was an interesting case we had. Vascular lesion, you see a large branch of the hepatic artery feeding it. Uh, it could be FNH on these arterial views, and it could be hepatic adenoma, though the vascularity makes me think perhaps more of FNH. It's vascular, but not as bright as the aorta. Could it be hemangioma? I guess it could be, but you know what bothers me is the whole thing is enhancing. Sometimes with small hemangiomas, they could be flash filling, usually not such large lesions, but theoretically it's a possibility. The one thing, this is not as hydatid cyst disease. And hydatid cyst disease, of course, the lesions are cystic, they're not vascular, 70% of some calcification in the wall. So just a very nice example. Uh, and in fact, in this case, this was felt to represent an atypical hemangioma. So with that, I've shown you 10 terrific cases. Hopefully you got all 10 right, but more importantly, hopefully you learned something. And with that, have a great day and see you next month.